0: Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. We've got a big episode coming your way, guys. This is the weekly NFL preview show. We are doing both the season long and the DFS preview here in this episode. We're going to be talking about all the players this week that I am buying or selling, meaning pretty much that I like them or dislike them for this week. And then at the end, we're going to go over our top three stacks for DFS purposes. So if you're listening for this, you're a season long player and you're playing in your fantasy championship this week, which Honestly, if your fantasy league does championships in week 18, then you're doing it wrong. So if you're playing in your championship this week, I'm going to give you some guys that maybe you're thinking of starting, maybe you're thinking of sitting, maybe they're available on the waivers, maybe you need a replacement for somebody like a Derrick Henry. But I'm going to give you some guys that you can get into your lineup, and if you're here for DFS purposes, all of the guys I'm buying or selling, I do like or dislike for DFS this week as well. Keep in mind, a lot of the guys that I'm going to be having on the buy list are going to be highly owned, because they are guys who have good matchups and are in good spots, so a lot of people are going to like them. This week. And I think that's a fairly logical response. So you might have to, you know, dig deep for some lower owned guys. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on the podcast. But this episode here covers both purposes. We have been busy all week long covering college football, we've done a daily preview for every weekday of the bowl games and you know we're sitting here on Friday I'm sitting here I have the Duke's Mayo Bowl on in the background which is actually being played about an hour and 15 minutes from my house which is pretty cool but if you are interested in any of the college football previews the Saturday one is still really relevant check out the podcast feed we go in deep detail about the college football playoff semifinal matchups as well as the other two bowl games on Saturday for DFS purposes if you are playing on FanDuel or DraftKings and then as always if you want my full DFS picks head on over to the Patreon Patreon ground.com slash Mike's money picks, putting them up for college football, college basketball, and NFL currently, and looking to expand the NBA quite soon. And then also make sure you follow me on Twitter at Mike's money picks, dropping some extra stats and facts that I don't always get to here on the podcast. And I'm more than happy to answer any lineup or star sick questions. Had a lot of questions about college football this week that I've been more than happy to respond to. And hopefully you guys have been picking some winners in college football. All right, so enough with the introductions. Like I said, big NFL episode. Let's go ahead and start diving into the information. Let's start by talking about the quarterback position, but first, a quick word from our friends at Anchor. So one thing that is important to know this week heading into week 17 and as we progress into week 18 is that the playoff scenarios are going to be very important for a lot of teams now fortunately this week there aren't a whole lot of teams who are currently in the playoff bracket and have nothing to play for there's teams that are either like clearly out clearly in but can play for seating or are trying to play their way into the playoffs the only team that i expect might do any kind of starters resting this week would be jacksonville and that is because unless some Kind of unlikely scenarios play out in the AFC. Jacksonville is going to be facing a win and end game next week against Tennessee. They would have to get very lucky with some results this week, and it's quite a lot of them, so that way they could possibly get a wild card berth um, next week, but yet if they were to get the wildcard berth like they'd win their division anyway so Jacksonville is the only time or the only team that might be resting starters that's the only one this week that I would keep an eye on as we get into week 18 that's going to be like a big part of the week 18 show is who is resting and who is not all right so let's talk about the quarterback position So I've got two quarterbacks that are on my buy list this week. The first one is Justin Fields of the Chicago Bears. Last week was his first game that was under 20 fantasy points since the Thursday loss to Washington in week six. We've talked about numerous times here on the podcast how the Bears redid their offense after that Thursday loss to Washington. They made Justin Fields more of a runner. They start incorporating more zone reads and more RPOs, and it has worked wonders for his fantasy season. And last week against the Bills was his first game under 20 fantasy points. And look, the Bills are a good defense. And Chicago, the weather was pretty crappy. It was cold and it was windy. And this week he gets the very below average Detroit Lions defense indoors on a fast track. And this game has the highest over under of the slate. Justin Fields is in a great spot. He is a top five quarterback this week. If you are playing in a fantasy championship, I would feel pretty good about putting it on the line with Justin Fields. Now, if you need more evidence for that, he had 40 fantasy points last time out against Detroit. Second quarterback on the buy list is Jared Goff of the Detroit Lions. Yes, I'm buying both quarterbacks from the same game. I like them both in season long and DFS. Jared Goff averages 23 fantasy points per game at home. Four of those eight games at home have been over 25 fantasy points. And so you're looking at a guy that he gets to go back to home sweet home where he's comfortable and where he plays well. And the Chicago defense has been very subpar to quarterbacks lately. In their last three games, the Chicago defense has given up 25 fantasy points to Josh Allen, 367 fantasy points to Jalen Hurts and 24.8 fantasy points to Mike White. I'm all in on fields and golf this week in both season long and DFS. Now, let's talk about the others receiving votes for the buy list. Brock Purdy has a great matchup against the Raiders. Uh, If you are somebody who maybe you don't want to risk playing Trevor Lawrence this week, he might be a guy that you could go get on the waiver wire. But I really do like the matchup against the Raiders. We've been targeting it all season, and it's been really effective for us. Russell Wilson had 26.6 fantasy points last time he played the Kansas City Chiefs, so I think that he could be in line for a similar performance again um, this week playing Kansas City again. Mike White is Mr. Boom or Bust. Two of his three starts this season have been over 22 fantasy points. He is like the ultimate GPP quarterback if you are playing Fanduel or DraftKings. And then, lastly, Gardner Minshew is startable this week, especially if you are somebody who had to replace Jalen Hurts. He had twenty-seven or twenty-five point seven, excuse me, twenty-five point seven fantasy points against Dallas. And New Orleans is a much worse defense to Dallas. They give up a lot of deep passing yards. So, um, all four of those guys, if you need to find somebody on the waivers, I think all four of them are likely available, and they are all four startable, in my opinion. Now, the sell list is kind of tough this week because for the most part, you're going to be rocking with the guy who's brought you here in a season-long league, right? And in DFS, these are guys that I would tend to avoid. Also, these two guys that are going to be on the sell list. So the one that I really want to beware about this week is Joe Burrow. He, he really worries me because of the injuries to the offensive line that Cincinnati is starting to have. Lael Collins got hurt last week, and he will not play this game against the Bills. And that's a position that had been pretty stout for the Bengals' offensive line, and now they're putting in a backup who has been kind of suspect throughout his NFL career. And that just kind of worries me because that's always been the worry with Joe Burrow is how much he gets sacked, how little time he has to throw. And the Buffalo defense is one that is top 10 to quarterbacks. So I would be kind of wary about starting Joe Burrow this week. I don't know if I would say to start like a Brock Purdy over a Joe Burrow, but if you have a Jared Goff or if you have a Justin Fields, somebody like that, it would be time to go ahead and slide him in for Burrow this week. Tom Brady is the second quarterback on the sell list. He has incredible volume because the Bucs are just throwing the ball all over the yard, but he has not been efficient with that volume. And with the exception of Jared Goff last week, the Carolina Panthers have been very stingy to quarterbacks in fantasy football, and I just kind of... I don't know. I don't think that this is going to be a super high-scoring game. This kind of has the feeling of either way, it's going to be like a 20-17 to game uh, between Tampa and Carolina, and I just don't think that Brady's going to have a whole lot of success against that Carolina secondary. All right, so that does it for the quarterback position. If you want more information about quarterbacks wait for when we get to the end i'm going to talk about my top three stacks for dfs you might get a little more information once we get there but let's move on to the running back position for now and talk about the running backs that i have on the buy list this week Mm The first running back that is on the buy list for me this week is James Conner. He is the NFL's usage king right now. He is the current running back leader in snap percentage. He is on the field all of the time. And when he's on the field, he's getting carries and he's getting targets. Now, it's also likely that David Blau... I believe that's how you pronounce his last name, is going to be the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals this week, which, good for him. You know, if if you watched Hard Knocks, like, he's a guy you can root for. He seems like a good guy. Um, But that should mean more work for James Conner because Lord knows the Arizona Cardinals are not going to let David Blau throw it 50 times a game. So, to me, the workload alone makes James Conner – a must start in all formats. I think that in DFS, he's a very good play. If you're paying up for a running back, he is one that I'm absolutely willing to pay up for. Now, another interesting nugget that I found about James Conner is that he averages nine more fantasy points per game in his career when Kyler Murray is not his quarterback, which is kind of impressive considering the last two seasons it's been on and off with Kyler Murray. And Atlanta is also run defense who has given up some boom performances. They have given up at least 20 fantasy points to Deontay Foreman, Brian Robinson, David Montgomery, and Austin Eckhart earlier this season, so I see no reason that James Conner can't add a fifth name onto that list. Second running back on the buy list. Now, this is a buyer beware also. is Travis Etienne Jr. So, like I said, the Jaguars are probably the one team that might rest starters, but Etn has a lot of upside. First off, it's because Houston is 32nd against running backs this season. They're the league's worst rushing defense. Second is because he's in some line for some serious touchdown regression he has not scored a touchdown since week nine and since that time he has 84 carries and 11 catches so that's 94 touches of the football without a touchdown i think that he is due and we have seen guys like joe mixon like alvin Kamara, guys who are due for touchdown regression have one massive regression game where they score three or four touchdowns and if that comes for etn this week he can win you money in your season long league or win you money in daily fantasy. But like I said, beware because I don't I'm not willing to 100% bet that they're going to play him the entire game. Now, for the others receiving votes, I do have two of them. Miles Sanders is averaging 25 touch or 24.5 touches per game when Gardner Minshew starts, and that is a about 10 touch increase over when Jalen Hurts is starting. So he's definitely going to have a workload that can make him playable this week. And then Tower Algier for the Atlanta Falcons has 15.7 and 25.6 fantasy points in his last two games. He's seeing more snaps in these last two games, and he has a great matchup against a bottom five run defense in. Arizona. Now another because there's some late breaking news I'm adding Brian Robinson Jr. to the others receiving votes. Antonio Gibson is out in this game and Brian Robinson Jr. is just in a really good spot where the Cleveland run defense is really bad and so with Antonio Gibson out I think that they can lean on that ground game and Brian Robinson Jr. can really get going. All right now for the sell list. I do have two really Like big names on the sell list this week that you might not be able to sit if you're in a season-long league, but I'm definitely avoiding them in daily, and I'm definitely tempering my expectations in a season-long league. The first is Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers. Now, Aaron Jones, he's such a good NFL player, but he's seeing his snap share decrease steadily pretty much you know, late in the season, like a steady decrease every week until last week when a- A.J. Dillon had to leave the game early, and then Aaron Jones was kind of like the only guy left. Um, and I kind of think that A.J. Dillon is like the Packers' cold weather guy. Like they think that in cold weather games, because he's bigger, bulkier, more durable, that they can just run A.J. Dillon and kind of ignore Aaron Jones, which, again, does not bode well for Aaron Jones. And also, Aaron Jones only had 10.6 fantasy points last time he played Minnesota. And, you know, they, they kind of seem to have the whole Packers offense's number in that first game. So I'm not exactly, you know, looking to jump on board with the Packers offense in this one. Second running back on the sell list is going to be Nick Chubb. So I'm not saying that there's, this is a direct causation, but Nick Chubb has not done a whole lot since Deshaun Watson took over as the starting quarterback. In the four games that Deshaun Watson started, Nick Chubb has not had a game over 11 fantasy points, and he's gotten 14 carries in all four of those games. So I just, like, like I'm not saying it's a direct cause, like Deshaun starts and Chubb's bad, but... There's enough of a trend there that makes me a little bit concerned. Also, what makes me concerned is Washington's run defense. They're fourth against running backs this season, and they got Chase Young back from IR last week, which means he will be playing this week. So Nick Chubb, definitely temper expectations this week. If you have somebody else dependable that you can go to, I definitely would look to do so. All right, that does it for the running back position. Let's switch on over and talk about some wide receivers. The first wide receiver that is on my buy list this week is Amon Ross St. Brown. Now, this one might be a little bit obvious, but I just wanted to go out of my way to say it because I think he is a top five play this week. Lock him into your lineups. Start him in DFS. I think he's in a great spot. The Chicago Bears are one of the league's worst defenses to slot receivers. And guess who plays the majority of their snaps out of the slot? Yeah, you guessed it. Amon Ra. Also, last time he played against the Chicago Bears, he had 10 receptions for 119 yards. I think he's in a great spot, and I think he will absolutely kill it this week against the Bears, so he is the first receiver that is on my buy list. Now, let's talk about some not-so-obvious names. The first one that is the not-so-obvious name on the buy list is Devontae Smith, who has four straight games in his last four over 17 fantasy points. Going up against the Saints, you can always be a little bit concerned about Marshawn Lattimore, but I think the Saints will use Marshawn Lattimore to shadow A.J. Brown, which should open up a little bit more of a target share for Devontae Smith. And it's also interesting enough that Devontae Smith has a bigger target share in the last two seasons when Gardner Minshew is the quarterback. So I think that Devontae Smith is in a really good spot this week. I think he might actually be able to outscore teammate A.J. Brown here this week with this particular matchup. Second wide receiver, well, I guess third, but second under the radar wide receiver that is on the buy list is going to be Curtis Samuel of the Washington Commanders. Now, what's really interesting about this one is just how much of a different player he is when Carson Wentz is under center. He is the Commanders' leader in target share when Carson Wentz is under center. In fact, he had a 21.4% target share when Wentz was starting earlier in the season. That was good for 9.4 targets per game, and he was wide receiver 14 when Washington benched Carson Wentz. So I think that looking at Curtis Samuel, you know, with Carson Wentz being back in the lineup, he's in a really good spot to do well this week. And I think the slot is another very vulnerable spot to attack the Cleveland defense. So I really like Curtis Samuel this week. I think he's actually in a much better spot than teammate Terry McLaurin. And I think Jahan Dotson also gets a little bit of a bump with Carson Wentz under center. He had four touchdowns earlier in the season when Carson Wentz was the starter. All right, now for the others receiving votes for the buy list. DJ Moore has been over 18 fantasy points in three of his last four games, which is of note because those were the four games that Sam Darnold started, and Greg Dortch just torched Tampa from the slot. No pun intended. So I think DJ Moore is in a good spot against Tampa with Darnold as his quarterback and with that slot role being his. Jerry Judy is also receiving votes. He put up 33 fantasy points against Kansas City three games ago. No reason to think he can't do it again. And then lastly, Garrett Wilson is back to playing without Zach Wilson again. We've talked about on the podcast all year long here about how much better he is without Zach Wilson. In non-Zach Wilson games, Garrett Wilson would be wide receiver six for the season in terms of points per game as an average if you just looked at his non-Zach Wilson games, which is incredible. So you can bring him back off the bench. Zach Wilson's out the lineup. Put Garrett Wilson back into your lineups this week. Now for the sell list, I've got one big sell and then kind of like two mini sells. The big sell this week is Devontae Adams, who is not only seeing his production slip, but he's seeing his quarterback slip as well. Devontae Adams is now at three straight games of 10 fantasy points or less. And now he gets Jarrett Stidham throwing to him, not his buddy Derek Carr, who seemed to target him a whole lot. And you can't tell me that the target share is going to be the same because of that, right? And then he also has a tough matchup against San Francisco, who's really stingy to outside wide receivers. So I just think that of any week, like this is a terrible spot for Devontae Adams. Like, obviously, you're probably starting him in a season long league, but he would just not be my favorite play in season long or in daily. If you have somebody you can play in his place, I would look to do so. Now, like I said, I kind of have too many cells here. Um, First is DK Metcalf, who is going to be, quote unquote, lost in the sauce this week with Sauce Gardner shadowing him. I don't think this is a good spot for DK Metcalf. Outside wide receivers being guarded by Sauce Gardner have been terrible plays all season long. And then lastly on the sell list, this is another mini sell, Michael Pittman Jr. We had such high hopes for him before the season started, and it was because the Colts were getting Matt Ryan and we were kind of right. In games Matt Ryan started, he was pretty good, but he's been terrible, and Matt Ryan has not been the Colts' starting quarterback, and they are starting Nick Foles again in this one. In all non-Matt Ryan starts, Michael Pittman Jr.'s best game is 12.3 fantasy points, so um, if you can get, you know, Michael Pittman Jr. out of your lineup this week, that would be a move I would advise you to make. All right. So, we still got some show left, y'all. Stay with me. I got tight ends. We're going to do a quick primer on defenses, and then we're going to go through our top three stacks for DFS purposes. So, let's take a quick breather, and then let's talk some tight ends. All season long, we have talked about how rough the tight end position has been, but I do have a few guys this week that can help you out at that position if you can put them in your lineup or if you can Maybe find them off the waiver wire. So this one won't be on the waiver wire, but the first tight end on my buy list is George Kittle, who in his four seasons, well, almost four seasons, I guess, 2019 through 2022, since Debo Samuel's been drafted, George Kittle is like an entirely different player when Debo Samuel isn't active. He averages 21.7 fantasy points per game when Debo Samuel sits for the 49ers. That would be like the best fantasy season of all time by a tight end because Travis Kelsey, I think, set the record at like 21 even and Kittle's at 21.7 in those games. And in the last two games, the two Brock Purdy starts, Purdy is looking for George Kittle. Kittle had 33 and 25.3 fantasy points in those two games. He is... My number two tight end for this week, I still got to give the number one spot to Travis Kelsey, but Kittle is by and large the number two option at that position. Second tight end on the buy list is Tyler Conklin. So we talked all season long, and we had our phrase, death, taxes, and player tight ends against the Cardinals, right? Well, after last week's George Kittle performance, The Seattle Seahawks are now 32nd in the league against tight ends. That's right. They are now worse against tight ends than the Arizona Cardinals. And guess who plays the Seattle Seahawks this week? That's right. It is Tower Conklin, who also gets the bump because Zach Wilson is not the Jets' starting quarterback. If you can get him off waivers, he's a great pickup, and I really like him in dayway this week as a cheap tight end option. Now, for others receiving votes, like I said, tight end is kind of a wasteland, so the guys that I do like this week, I like Pat Friermuth. He's getting consistent targets week in and week out for Pittsburgh. I like Tyler Higby, who seems to really have something going with Baker Mayfield. And I like Cole Komet, who had 23.4 fantasy points last time against Detroit. Now for the sell list this week, like I said, tight end is so tough to pick somebody to sell. Uh, I guess my sell list would be Darren Waller, who hasn't quite been what you expected since he returned from injury. He's not a full-time player yet again, and he's got Jared Stidham throwing to him this week. Uh, It's just hard to get behind Darren Waller. He would be my tight end on the sell list. All right, now let's talk defenses real quick. The defenses that I like this week. Now, these are defenses that you can stream or play in daily if you so choose to do so. But here are the four that I like. I like Jacksonville against Houston. I like Cleveland against Washington. You know, Carson Wentz. It's always nice to play a defense against Carson Wentz. I like Atlanta against Arizona and potential starting quarterback David Blau. I like them more when it was Trace McSorley, but I still think Blau could give up a few turnovers. And then I like the Patriots against Miami. Teddy Bridgewater is not exactly somebody who turns the ball over a whole lot. But the Patriots defense, what I like about them is you've always got the chance of a punt return. And when they do get turnovers, they take them to the house. So the Patriots defense in a good spot this week going up against Teddy Bridgewater. All right, so that does it for the really geared season-long portion of the show. We are now going to talk specifically DFS. I'm going to go over my top three stacks that you can employ in your DFS lineups this week. So along with all the players that I'm buying or selling, you can stick all those players that I'm buying into your DFS lineups, and we're going to talk about some stacks that will make them complete. These stacks will give you the upside necessary to win DFS contests. All right, let's take a quick breather, and then let's get to it. Mm. All right, so I actually ended up with, we'll call it three and a half stacks. Some might call it four. I'm going to call it three and a half um, because there is one game that I really do feel the need to talk about. So the first stack that I really like is the Minnesota offense, and it has to do with two things. One is how much success they had against the Green Bay Packers in week one. And two, because of how concentrated their target shares actually are right now. So in week one against Green Bay, Kirk Cousins had 19.1 fantasy points. Justin Jefferson had 42.4 fantasy points. And Adam Thielen only had 6.6. But Adam Thielen has been running pretty good recently. And Adam Thielen also plays really well against the Packers. Thewin actually averages 19.7 fantasy points in his last five games at Lambeau Field and 18.4 fantasy points in his last 11 games against Green Bay. So I think that if you do a Vikings stack, it would have to be Cousins Jefferson Thewan, which, if you're building it on DraftKings and FanDuel, I'm going to talk about both, would give you an average remaining salary of 48.17 on DraftKings and sixty one fifty on FanDuel. So now the question always becomes who you would bring it back with. Who would you play on the Packers to keep giving that stack more points? And it's looking like Christian Watson is not going to play. If Christian Watson does not play, I really do like Alan Lazard. I think that that brings him into a really good spot. Alan Lazard's been good all year when he gets double-digit targets, and I think with no Christian Watson, he will get to that number. Now, another option as a bring as a bringback would be A.J. Dillon who has double-digit digits, double digit fantasy points in four straight games, and he had 20 fantasy points against Minnesota in their first game. So I think that those would be your bring-back options if you go with my first stack, which is the Minnesota Vikings. Now, here is what I mean when I said three and a half. There are two teams that I'm going to talk about, but it's going to be kind of like you'll see. So the first stack that I want to talk about is the Detroit Lions. So DeAndre Swift actually hit a season high in snap share last week. Jamal Williams is banged up, which I think means more work for DeAndre Swift, and he's in a good spot against that Chicago defense. So I think that this is a legitimate spot for a quarterback, running back, wide receiver stack, which would be with Goff, Swift, and Amon Ra St. Brown. Or you can go traditional route. You can go with quarterback, wide receiver, wide receiver, which would be Jared Goff, Amon ra St. Brown, and DJ Chark, which would give you an average salary left of fifty three eighty three on DraftKings and then 6400 on FanDuel. And you can bring it back with David Montgomery, Cole Komet, or Byron Pringle. But here's what I mean when I say three and a half stacks. I actually think that like the Bears' best bring back would be Justin Fields. So like what you could do is you could play swift and st brown or chark and st brown and put fields in there and then you could even put in some of the bears as well so like my 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 really like third and a half stack here would be the bears and you could go with fields pringle and comet because the bears top three wide receivers claypool st brown and pettis Equinemius st brown now i'm in ra they're all three questionable, and I don't think it's likely that all three of them go. So I think you could look at Fields, Pringle, and Komet, which would give you 56-83 left on DraftKings, or sixty-eight, sixteen on FanDuel, which you can then use to play St. Brown- and Swift, or St. Brown, and Chark because those wide receiver spots are still open. Uh, I think this is definitely the one game of this slate that I would game stack, and I think that you can really get yourself with some creative options if you piece it together with Fields or Golf and Bears or Lions skill players, but like I said, I like the Lions skill players more than I like the Bears skill players, but I like Fields more than I like Golf. so I hope that made sense to everybody, but if you If you want to win big on FanDuel and DraftKings this week, load up on this Detroit-Chicago matchup. Now, the last stack that I am going to talk about is the San Francisco 49ers. So this is going to be a very unique stack that can take advantage of Las Vegas' poor defense in the pass and the run. I think you can go with a stack that is going to be Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, and George Kittle, because then what would happen is if the 49ers go up with some passing touchdowns from Purdy to Kittle or even Purdy to McCaffrey, then you're going to get more carries for McCaffrey later in the game. So I think that that stack would work really well. I think there's a lot of correlation there between Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. And the average remaining salary would be 49.33 on DraftKings. And 60-16 on FanDuel. So you'd have to find some value running backs and wide receivers to plug it in. One of which would be a very wise bring back, in my opinion, which would be Hunter Renfro. Yeah, that's right. I wouldn't bring it back with Devonte Adams. I would bring it back with Hunter Renfro, who operates out of the slot. He got his first touchdown of the year last week against Pittsburgh. And San Francisco, the one weak spot in their defense, is that slot defender. So I think that you can bring it back with Hunter Renfro. And I think that that would give you enough salary relief that you could then spend up on some other skill guys to build out the rest of your lineup. All right, so that does it for the stack section. Like I said, it had three and a half stacks there for you. so Or maybe three stacks in a game stack or four stacks, whatever you want to call it. But we gave you some options to build out your DFS lineups along with all the players that I had on the buy list at quarterback running back, wide receiver, and the tight end positions. All right, so that does it for our big NFL preview of the week. Like I said, check out the podcast feed. If you want to play DFS college football for the college football playoff semifinals, it's a really fun time. It'd be really good time to get into it because we've got big names in action. Check out the podcast feed. I preview Saturday's games the, both the two semifinals and the other two bowl games. And also, if you want my full DFS picks, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com Mike's Money Picks. I'm hitting it up with college football, college basketball, and NFL picks. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. I'm more than happy to answer any questions. And I will absolutely be posting extra stats and facts that I don't always get to here on the show. All right, so this that does it for week 17, guys. Um, if you were playing in your fantasy championship, best of luck to you. I know I am in one, uh, I had a really down year because I just ended up in a terrible drafting position in the first round. I didn't end up with a whole lot of teams that had Eckler or Jefferson on them who kind of, you needed to end up having if you wanted to be good in fantasy this season. And so I'm only in one fantasy championship, but best of luck to everybody out there who is in theirs this week. Best of luck to everybody in all their DFS endeavors this week. I know this is a big time for DFS because a lot of people are out of their regular fantasy playoffs. So best of luck to everybody in DFS, especially if you are new. And thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate all the support. We are starting to really grow this podcast and grow this listener base. So please get the word out if you got a friend who is into fantasy football or daily fantasy sports. I really appreciate it. And we are slowly closing in on a thousand listens. All right, so thank you guys for listening, and I will see y'all next time.